Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin, your backstage pass to the eight and nine figure e-commerce world. Hey guys, so maximizing productivity and keeping sanity, it's kind of a thing that pretty much every entrepreneur and digital marketer out there struggles, at least at one point or another. And I really personally went through this journey about mastering myself. And it took me, I think, a good two years to get to the point, you know, where I was really happy with my daily productivity. I was able to kind of be stress-free on majority of the time, but I'm still, you know, kind of cracking from time to time. And I think it's normal. And the most important thing is just to catch yourself when you're going adrift and basically put yourself back onto the rails. And today I will try to talk about what I figured is working for me and how I'm doing my own productivity planning, how I'm structuring my day and other stuff, and how I'm actually managing to keep sanity and among all this craze that's happening in the business world. We're a growing agency. We're helping many different e-commerce businesses also to grow, doing additional stuff like this podcast and just take so many attention and focus at different areas. And to be honest, there's always, pretty much always something going wrong at one point or another. So I'll be splitting this series in two parts. On part one, I will be talking more about big picture things. This means, you know, talking about the planning, how I'm doing yearly, monthly, weekly plannings and stuff like that, because this is kind of a groundwork that drives everyday planning out there. Then in the part two, I will be going more into the daily planning and daily productivity tips and what helps me to stay on track from day to day and, you know, few small hacks that I found across the years that helps me to pinpoint certain problems and really tackle them head on. So let's start with kind of very important lesson that I had to learn through in the first year when I was actually learning about productivity and becoming productive. So first thing is just do not try to implement everything at the same time and immediately. Because what happens and what I first did, you know, I created this huge list of, you know, let's say 10 habits, what I need to have as a productive person from going to gym, planning time, you know, doing monthly, annually planning, quarterly reviews and all this crazy stuff. And it's cool. And this is what you definitely need to do to be maximally productive person. But my trick is and my tip for you is do not try to figure out everything immediately because what happens and what happened for me is when you have too many things on your plate, you fail one, right? And then it becomes a chain reaction and you just kind of trickle down and fail one after another to a third, to four, fifth and just kind of stop doing it. So my advice is take three months, which means a quarter, right? Take two free habits that you want to implement into your daily life and just focus on them. And this will drive much better results because you know just two free focuses that you need to implement and, you know, really stay on. Whatever that's going to gym, planning your day or something, free things. That's it. You know, do not overcomplicate it. And then after these three months pass, right, you will be kind of developing a habit, seeing what works, what doesn't. And then you will be adding up another stuff on top of it, right? So by that time, you know, in the quarter two, for example, you could be adding another two to three things. And over the year, this is how you become a productive person just by building one piece after another, after a third and fourth and fifth. And this is kind of what helped me to actually, you know, transition from always failing at stuff to actually being super productive, where I'm really happy with pretty much my daily and weekly outputs. So let's start with kind of like big planning, right? Because this is what will part will be about. So first of all, you have to set your yearly goals. And it's super important to really nail down your yearly goals. And in general, what I do, I give it like five to seven days, you know, at the start of the year. And I usually even, you know, start doing this and thinking about stuff even a month or two months early about, hey, 
what I liked about this year, what I didn't like, just, you know, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy, what I did right, what I did wrong, and just creating this huge list of brainstorming questions and just thinking about stuff, etc. Then what I do, I do create this kind of huge list of experiences and things that I want to do in the next year. And I usually just try to be completely random from going to Burning Man Festival, to traveling to Bali, to launching the podcast or launching the book and hitting certain ROI numbers on the business or, you know, scaling a certain client to a certain level. Just basically doing a huge ass brain dump, right? And then what I do is I do create these kind of six areas of life. And I know like everybody is doing a little bit differently. But for me, like six areas of life works the best. So what I do, I divide these goals into six areas, right? And I do identify the most important ones for me for that year. So one area is business and finances. Another one is personal development for me. Then there's family and friends, health and fitness, and relationships and fun experiences. So this is my six areas. I do recommend everybody to change these areas a little bit because some people are more concerned about spirituality. Some people are more concerned about some other stuff and you can completely change these areas. And for example, for this year, what I did, I created about 15 to 20 goals in total and I divided them across these areas. So some areas honestly just have like one goal <laughs> because we were doing pretty well for me the last year and I'm just feeling relatively satisfied about that area. And other areas are having, you know, five, six, seven goals here because I'm feeling maybe they were lacking and I want to be kind of focusing my year on this a little bit more. So this is kind of doing the groundwork. Then what I do is near each goal, I do write a quarter. So for example, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, just kind of dividing these goals about the quarters and where I will be focusing on what. And some goals do require a few quarters to be focused on. For example, you know, hey, I want to get to certain body fat and certain weight. Yes, I will need to work on it maybe two or three quarters and I do kind of write that down. So that's doing kind of, you know, a yearly planning. Then there comes quarterly planning. And this is another very important thing and same lesson. Do not focus more on than three, maybe or if extreme person, four goals at one quarter. It gets very hard to do it our way. And it's very important what to do with these quarterly goals is to write them in smart format. And you can just Google around what a smart goal is, but basically in short, it's a goal that's definable, measurable, and has a date. So for example, you do not write, hey, I want to lose weight, right? But you write exact weight you want to be at exact time and exact body weight, right? So this is kind of a goal that you can define and measure instead of it being just abstract. Then what I do, and this is something that I took from Mind Valley training about the live book, uh, there is a relatively interesting training here. There are some better alternatives, but certainly they do present some very interesting retrospection points. And the good question that we have is my core beliefs about the, say, so to say, goal, right? And for example, for me, one of the goals was actually hitting certain body weight and, and certain body fat in my fitness. And I do believe that, you know, in fitness, you could be doing only 20% work to get 80% result. And personally, I do not want to get to like six, seven, eight percent body fat. What I want to do is kind of put minimal effort to get to the 9, 10% body fat, look good, but at the same time, enjoy my life. And this is my belief and what I want to be basing this goal about. And it's important to figure out, hey, what are your beliefs? Maybe even having some limiting beliefs out here. And by doing these questions, you start Googling, right? And you start challenging yourself and you start to challenge your mindset. And this is another very important thing. Then this is kind of the hack that I found, you know, that helps me to stick across the goals for a longer time frame is, first of all, writing motivation and beliefs, right? 
So what will you gain out of completing this goal? And write, you know, two to three motivations in very emotional tone, right? That basically you can relate. And when you're reading, you're getting pumped up and, you know, excited about end vision. Then write down what is at stake if you fail it. And really, you might need to do some research and figure through things out. But for me, you know, for fitness, my biggest motivation was actually, you know, not, hey, how good I have a look in the mirror, but the more so, you know, hey, I'm building this amazing life for myself. I'm working so hard. I do not want to be failing, have my kidneys <laughs> failing at 50 year old or, you know, being medridden at the old age. I want to be living strong, long life and enjoying basically the experiences that I built up for myself, right? Because otherwise it doesn't make sense what I'm doing here. Of course, I do enjoy the process, right? But this is kind of what drove me and what drives me on that goal the most. And I do understand, hey, every day that I eat, crappy food every day, you know, that I'm not exercising or missing on certain things, not keeping myself healthy, I will have to pay up in the old age. And at the same time, you know, hey, if I will not make time right now for my fitness, I will have to make time later for illnesses and healing from them and, you know, recovering, going to hospitals, drugs and all the other scary stuff out here. So this was a very important and never lesson for me, you know, just having these motivations and stakes at things. So that's about just kind of starting out quarterly thing. Then what I do is for these quarterly goals, I create milestones, right? This means for month one or week two or week three, I do create this huge list about, hey, what I want to be hitting by month one, month two, month three, what type of things that I should be doing on month one. For example, you know, hey, I want like this 20, 80% approach to fitness. So maybe I should be allocating first two weeks of month one, you know, about researching stuff and researching different diets and how we could work. And hey, yeah, it's normal, but I will not get it right immediately. But what I did then, you know, I allocated the month where, you know, just for trying out two or three different diets and different ways to approach it and seeing what works better for my body. And then, you know, from month two or month three, I'm actually starting to hit it head on because this is kind of a bigger goal for like going for two, three quarters. Can I look at more time for research and testing things out and then get into action? But at the same time, when you have these milestones, you're always being able, whenever you're doing like monthly check-ins, you're able to get back and just check, hey, am I on track? If not, what can I do to get back on track? And this is kind of tedious work, but it helps later on a lot. And then, you know, there's, for some people it works and doesn't work, but basically adding a reward for that thing. So, hey, you know, I complete this. And for example, I'm a car fanatic myself and <laughs> actually planning to grab a new car. So, for example, it could be just grabbing like a new callover set for my car. And hey, you know, I will most likely be buying it anyways, right? But it could be a good motivator to push the goal a little bit. Just basically rewarding yourself with something that you enjoy. So that's first part, well, actually second part. And now to the third part of the quarterly planning. And this is kind of, I think, another very important thing is, first of all, listing internal and external obstacles. This means, hey, what could prevent me from actually, you know, keeping up with what I need to do to get lean and, and fit, etc.? So it could be internal obstacles, for example, just being lazy, you know, not feeling well that day, etc., you know, or feeling sick. External obstacles could be that, hey, you know, I'm maybe traveling that day somewhere. Hey, maybe, you know, I'm doing some errands that day and the during said hours I'm not at home or not at gym, etc. And then you create if and then routines out of these things. So, hey, what if I'm feeling lazy, not feeling well or something? 
my one routine, for example, is, hey, just go do some basic exercises, just do three, four exercises, like push-ups and some basic stuff. Try to kind of push yourself too hard. But that's kind of a trick for me is not overcomplicating it in a way. And essentially, you know, this is how I know that, hey, if something happens, I always have a backup flow and backup stuff to make it happen there. So whenever stuff happens, right, <laughs> I have that routine and I just go and do a few exercises. Maybe, you know, after some time when I'm doing this exercise, easier exercise, I start to feel better and get into the mood. And, you know, then I decide, hey, let me just fully finish it and just do a regular workout at it because it's not that much left here. And this is kind of a trick that I learned from from Atomic Habits books, so just adding them and stacking them together. Or for example, hey, what if I'm not at home or doing errands, etc.? So then I would be moving my work a little bit later and just doing first things in the morning, you know, doing these exercises. Or at the same time, you know, first thing I'm back home, I would be doing exercise before hopping onto my laptop and doing work. Because what I know about myself, once I start working, I start working. I get into the zone and I literally could be spending <laughs> hours outside of the space. Basically, you know, in my own literal space, in the focus zone with my sound canceling headphones. I just literally, you know, just focusing on work 100%. And this is kind of a good thing. At the same time, I'm noticing it's much harder to keep other habits in place with this. Then we go into the monthly planning, right? So each month, I usually try to revisit these bigger goals and just figure out, hey, what's working, what's not, and set up three to five biggest wins, first of all, from the previous month, right? So it's not exactly setting it up, but more like reviewing stuff and revisiting, you know, hey, what did I achieve? Because sometimes you're running so fast, but you do not leave any space for yourself, you know, to rethink through things. So this is important for me. Then I go into how far did I go through the last month's uh, big three to five goals that I had initially. And what it helps me to do is just kind of understand, hey, and revisit, you know, the things that I should have done and how well did I do it? And I try to put percentage. And I usually do not time for 100%. Usually it's about 75 to 90%. And if I hit these numbers, I'm happy because, you know, sometimes life happens in the place and it's very hard to hit 100% of it all the time. So yeah, I do this. Then I kind of usually like to raise a few questions to myself. For example, what worked, what didn't work when I was doing these goals? And for me, honestly, it was, you know, just, Taking retrospection and seeing, hey, does going to a gym at certain hour works for me? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe there were like certain things that made me skip the gym, right? And then I kind of like figure these things out. And what could I change to avoid these things but didn't work? What would I keep and what worked for me? What would I improve or what I would stop doing? So maybe, you know, hey, I'm noticing that going outside and doing some errands at early morning when I should be exercising is not working because I'm skipping my exercise. So maybe I could be moving certain calls or certain things in my daily schedule to actually be forced to do errands at the second part of the day or something like this. It's more about trial and error and in real digital marketer fashion, it's about A-B testing. <laughs> and then I just try to revisit, you know, annual goals, quarterly goals and, and revisit my weekly schedules and ask myself the questions, hey, am I on track with things? And hey, is my weekly schedule working right now? Am I happy with it or I'm not? And then I go for like a few additional questions. So hey, what makes me happy and what made me happy in the past month? How could I have more of it? And this is kind of getting more into the journaling topic, but this is more about keeping the sanity part. And this is important because I can understand, hey, I enjoyed these, these things more. 
and actually being proactive about it, taking some time to think about what I enjoy. And then, you know, being able to set up other things and just identify what I enjoyed and what I didn't and just kind of create how I had more of it, right? At the same time, I'm always asking questions, you know, what made me unhappy, stressed, and what I'm not enjoying in my daily work and how I could get rid of it, how I could delegate it, etc. And another thing is, you know, just asking yourself a question, hey, what do I lack right now and how could I get more of it? This is another power question for me because sometimes I'm noticing, hey, I'm just not leaving the home enough or, hey, I'm not, you know, having enough social interactions or something. So how could I get more of it? Yeah, just take a phone and call a few friends, you know, arrange you having some sort of meetings across the next month. This is how you're able to live a little bit more balanced life and stay on track. And I usually try to create these action steps and write them down. And after the planning, I just do them. And then I just create like three, five goals for the next month. And in a way, it's kind of simple thing, but helps a lot. And for weeks, right, for weekly planning, I kind of do very similar thing, you know. So three, five major wins and just looking at previous week, what went well, what went wrong. Then kind of how far did I get for these three to five previous week's goals, right? How did I complete it? What worked, what didn't? What would I keep? What would I improve or what I would stop doing? And then I just kind of create next week's targets. And I usually have like habits tracker just because it helps me to keep myself accountable at stuff. So yeah, this is kind of what I do for the big picture planning. And hopefully it was useful because it took me like a few years to figure these things and the motivating factors and the stuff that makes it work for me. And this is the groundwork that makes the daily planning work. And in the next part, I will be talking about the daily planning, how I'm structuring the day, the hacks about it. So definitely stay tuned for that episode. Cheers, guys. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.